Now, Jesus told us the sun attests trials and tribulation. All right? The rain is what he tells us in Isaiah 55, which is revelation of God's word, which is uh, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. And what's the nutrients on the earth? Which means you plant a seed, the seed begins to draw nutrients from the earth, and the nutrients from the earth, the one coming out from heaven is revelation knowledge. The one coming from the earth is information that already exists on the earth that is valuable to that particular seed. In other words, if you have that particular dream there, so a person is making declarations there, and it gets into your heart, for it to grow, it begins to draw first, all right, all the valuable information that is on the earth. And this is why you get to a point where you knoweth not how. So what begins to happen in the life of that person is the person starts coming in contact either with people, with books, or you can get to a point like, for, for example, I mean, the minister who sent me that video, it, it's from my heart, it must have pulled, there was relevant information on the earth that that um, 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 equity funds guy had that God wanted me to know about, all right? And if I just listen to it for 17 minutes, when I get back after today, I'll listen to it again. But he just said something. And, and I was telling somebody, I said, that's a confirmation of what we just thought, thought about recruiting powerful allies. And, and he talked about how they multiplied and, and how their funds grew and, and how he had to uh, call in some people. But it, it started, this was a guy who uh, President George Bush now consults for him, uh, John Major consults for, or works, all right, one of his allies. He started from a family where there was segregation, all right, one. Two, his parents never went to high school, but be, he believed, all right, that if a man has a dream, and that's what we're saying, that the kingdom, you, there are no excuses here, that the kingdom of God that is on the inside, that nothing on the outside says we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellence of the power might be seen to be of God and not of us. So there's a treasure in us. And it's in earthen vessels. We don't use the vessels, all right, as the excuse for it or for us failing, right? We know there's a treasure on the inside, right? And that treasure is released, it says, by the spirit of faith. So you plan that. So what begins to come is that it starts drawing, right, information. So it's a combination, and every Christian must get this. It's a combination, and this is where, again, where Christians fail, which means before you get out, all right, God is pouring revelation from heaven concerning that thing, which is scriptures are being opened up to you, but at the same time, right, practical information is coming from the earth also into your heart. Now, it's the combination of both, right, that makes you an unstoppable force. Now, let me explain this. Paul told Timothy, he said, God has given us the spirit of, of not of fear, but of faith, of love, all right, and of a sound mind. Not spirit of fear, but of power of love and of sound mind. The word sound mind there describes a particular type of mind, all right, to the Greeks. When he said sound mind, a sound mind, now, for just so that you get it, I will quote the Greek words for you to get it, right? There are three types of wisdom. 
The first one is the knowledge of eternal things, which in Greek is called Sophia, which means you understand eternal things. So let's talk about bodily healing. You understand the atonement. You understand, all right, how Jesus died on the cross. You understand how, you know, through his blood and the stripes on the back of Jesus, you understand that, that you are healed by the stripes of Jesus Christ. That's revelation knowledge. That's Sophia. Then you have what is called phronesis, which is practical wisdom and insight, which means practical wisdom and insight now is a medical doctor, all right, understands how the body functions and works. He understands what the liver does, the heart. He understands that if a person, all right, how the aging process happens, the man with Sophia is declaring that, you know, till my old age, all right, the man with phronesis understands that the reason why people begin to age is that the cells within, he understands it. Okay? Now, the third one is called sonesis, which is they took the Sophia and the end of phronesis and joined both. And it's the putting of two together. In other words, it is a person who makes decisions because he has acquired that wisdom of the eternal and he has practical insight to things. Now, when you merge both, you create what is called a sound mind. In other words, inside that seed, which is the dream, practical insight has met with revelation knowledge. Do you get what I'm saying here? So you go and meet the typical Christian mind. That's, that's before. People, people are improving now. And you ask him, why are you going to prosper? He comes out and says, the Bible says, honor your God with your substance and first fruit of your increase, so shall thy bands be filled with plenty and the wine price burst forth with new wine. He says that. And then he says this, 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 God has given him the power to obtain wealth and all of that. I say, all right. So is this how you prosper? Yes. This how you want to build your business? He says, yes. All right. So you ask him, and he can't answer. You ask him, you say, if you build your business to become something like Amazon, Will you consider yourself as successful in business? He says, yes. You say, but Jeff Bezos doesn't know these scriptures you are quoting. So how did he build that? Then he steps back. Now, let's be frank. If there are questions, we have to answer them. Then they ask him, point to one person on the earth, on this earth, that only by the knowledge of what you said, has built any business on this earth. One. He starts thinking. He starts thinking. He calls a pastor or something. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Which is based on priesthood. He's thinking because he can't find. All right? So he's thinking. Same thing with marriage. Why are people failing in marriage? You ask them marriage, they will tell you what happened in the garden. How God brought the woman from the rib of the man. Go to Ephesians and all of that. Okay, ask them. How does the hormonal structure of a woman differ from a man? You ask them, raising children. Now, I'm talking about that. You say, well, they say the Bible says, children train brother. fine. How does the brain of a child between the ages of four and five differ from nine and ten? Huh? All right? He doesn't know that. Okay? So, what God is saying here is that for that seed 
to grow and develop. There has to be revelation that is coming that will merge with practical information. All right? And I just don't have time, but that scripture I quoted there. And that's what Lake Elder was saying, Mr. Lake Elder, in the men's conference, when he talked about the Lugos. There is, there is the revelation, all right, of the redemptive work of Christ. There is that revelation from heaven. Then there is what Jesus has placed on this earth, which is called knowledge, which is what Proverbs called knowledge and wisdom. So wisdom is that revelation. Then there's knowledge. It's the merging of both of them, right? So to the Christian man, he almost, he almost, and I was talking to somebody, he almost thinks that the knowledge you get in school, if we're going to look at it, then it's demonic. If you don't think it's from God, then it's, then it's a demonic form of knowledge. So why are you acquiring it? I was talking to a friend who is a medical doctor on my way here. We are sharing this. And he said something to me. I agree with him completely. He said, what you are saying is correct. He said, that is why Moses was an effective leader. That we have despised the fact that he had knowledge of, 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 of Egypt, all right, and just looked at it. Why do you think God took Paul to write the New Testament? Paul had a no That's why Paul could get revelation and just open up the entire thing and say that this is the law, this, this. And you could see him teaching it. He would say the Lord did this. You could see that this was a man that had natural, practical insight, and at the same time, so he combined both. That's what happened to Daniel and, and his friends. What happened was, the Bible says, in the teaching, which means, how were they tested? They were tested in all science, which means they exposed themselves to the science, but the Holy Spirit now, there was a combination so that they found that they had 10 times more understanding, right, in that particular thing. So it's a combination of both of them that the seed draws, that it now begins to grow, all right, and develop. So this person on the inside begins to understand. Now you think about this. He begins to, he, knowledge comes practically inside. The Holy Ghost makes sure that any information on this earth that is required to cause that thing he's declaring to come to pass is given to that person. It's because people don't open themselves and know that that's what the Holy Ghost is doing. So when things come into their space, they don't pay attention to it. He brings it to them that, look, this is how. He shows you. You come to understand why people have failed, why nations have failed, why businesses have failed. You come to understand what makes things succeed. It is developing. It's growing on the inside of you. Uh, your plan, all right, is growing. That is developing on the inside until a time comes where, right, it shows up when you are ready as some fruit, all right, on the outside, which means an opportunity for something, and then they reach out for it and put out the sickle immediately, and things begin to work. And they feel no evil thing. Why do they feel no evil thing? Because they have been, all right, during that time, growing in all of that. Now, the sunlight is trials and tribulation. It brings disappointment, all right? And they understand this, okay? It's part of the developmental process there, right? Because this, the trials and tribulation coming. And we said during the session, go with the flow, okay? Go with the flow. If you are believing and declaring for something massive, all right, you are going to experience various things. Let's, let me just give an example. Somebody's believing for something huge. 
right? And, and somebody, all right, disappoints you. Let's say you are working somewhere and, and they had a promotion exercise and you were omitted. You, you, don't, you, don't, you don't take offense in it. Uh, you understand that mistakes and failure, so to speak, temporal, are all learning curves. All right? You understand that. You worship, thank God. Say, God, what is it I need to learn here? Anything that rubs me off in a certain way and I feel disappointment is an indication that there is something I have to learn. You don't make excuses. You don't say, well, they promoted that person because of this and that person because of that. There must be something. You say, well, they don't like me. Well, then it's a favor problem. Is there a way in which I'm behaving? Is there a way in which I'm conducting my affairs? All right, that is, uh, look at the big picture and learn the lessons, all right, along the way, right? But have the big picture. Learn the lessons along the way. Now, what I'm trying to say is, is all these little things you sweat are learning curves, all right? You, you make a mistake, you fail at something, they didn't do. The most important thing is to learn the lesson there. It doesn't kill your dream, it doesn't do anything. Just learn the lesson. It's when people feel that, you know, some people have just for no reason treated them wrongly. It, it, look, just learn the lesson. That what is it that, what did I miss here? What, was there a way and manner in which, you know, I, I conducted my, or I said something I shouldn't say, I behaved? Because God is using all of that, all right, knowing that when this thing finally breaks. So all the trials are designed, all right, where you are walking or wherever space you are playing, are designed to give you the kind of education that you will need when this thing that you are declaring finally, all right, comes to pass and things begin to happen. So look at things in the light of the big picture, okay, and not, all right, uh, a small picture there. Learn from your mistakes, all right. Failure, begin to understand that what other people call failure, right, it's a process through which uh, nobody learns anything. You, you come to realize that nobody, you know about things when they tell you, but you only learn things by trying to do them. And when you try to do them, you will have to, you have to get perfected in the art of doing it, which means that there will be failure. And people will laugh because they don't understand this pathway. Or oh, look at him and laugh. But you just keep going on, learn the mistakes you need to learn, all right? Make proper evaluations. Don't attribute it, all right, to things on the outside and blame people. Learn what you have to learn and develop that culture, all right, of doing that. I mean, I had a man, if you don't like this, you may drop it. You don't have to. I myself, when I heard it, I didn't totally agree, but I agree somewhat with it, so you don't have to take it. It's not, I'm not saying what is in the Bible. I'm saying what somebody said, all right? So it's what somebody said, but it could be helpful. And this man said, somebody said something to me. was on television, and he's a, he's, a, he's a media person, global person. He said, you know, I've never really learned anything in my life outside failing at something or experiencing humiliation because of something. He said, those are the two times I've really learned things in life. So you, those are the places where you really learn. And they've said, if history has taught us anything, all right, is that people hardly learn anything from their own history, which means people just keep plodding on. And the reason they do that is that they blame people and they blame things on the outside instead of taking responsibility. And this is one of the mindsets, all right, of people that make that kind of leap. They don't blame things, they don't blame people, they take responsibility for it and ask themselves questions there 
and say what exactly and what did I miss here. And finally, all right, because of time, let me say this, all right, make sure you do things the way and manner in which you see it in your heart. Having opened yourself and listened very well, only do what resonates with your heart. Never surrender the leadership of your life. Or if you are leading anything to outsiders who say they know more than you, listen to people that know more than you. But haven't listened and understood what they said. If you don't understand, you can't do it. If you understand, then do it the way you see on the inside of yourself and not just on the way on the outside. People are telling you to do it, all right? Because people that have had unique breakthroughs have been unconventional in their approach to things. In other words, they have done it the way they saw it in their heart. That's why David was able to meet Goliath and say to Saul, I haven't proven your armor. I, I haven't, he wore it and he was uncomfortable with it and said, look, I, 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 if I use this, I'm going to lose. So what you do is get into your zone, the way and manner in which you see it painted in your heart, the pathway, all right, that God has shown you. Now, in all sincerity, you understand as a meek person, you've got to learn, you listen to people, but in final analysis here, you don't force yourself to do things that your heart doesn't agree with because of external pressure. Let me give that. That makes you lose that kingdom on the inside of yourself. And I'll close with this scripture. 1 Samuel chapter 13 and verse 11. 1 Samuel 13. All right, from 11 to 13 here. This was Saul. Okay, 1 Samuel 13, 12. Uh, yeah, okay, okay. Yes, we, we, we can start from here. All right. It says, And Samuel said, What hast thou done? Now, Saul went to offer up a sacrifice he should not. Now listen to what Saul said. Saul said, because I saw that the people were scattered from me, and that thou camest not within the days appointed, and that the Philistines gathered themselves together, and make mash in verse 12, he said, therefore said I, the Philistines will come down up upon me to Gilgal, and have not made supplication unto the Lord, I forced myself. In other words, he knew better than that. He forced himself. Many people are forcing themselves to do things against their better judgment. And the reason is because of external pressure, which means they force themselves, all right, to do things there. Okay? So you have to have your value system you have to have what you call that your, 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 your compass there, all right? And you don't violate that. And I offer the bond of it. Now verse 13. And then Samuel told him, Samuel said to Saul, thou hast done foolishly. Thou hast not kept the commandment of the Lord thy God, which he commanded thee. For now will the Lord have established thy kingdom upon Israel forever. And 14, it was stripped from him. But now the kingdom shall not continue. So you go, all right? You get fed, but the way God will interpret information, 
all right, based on the type of seed. In other words, an apple seed, quote-unquote, will interpret information on the earth differently from the way the orange seed will. That's why the apple seed grows the way it grows, and the orange grows the way it grows. The principle is the same, but the interpretation, which means they are both planted into the earth, rain is coming, sunlight, taking nutrients, but the interpretation they are given, all right, so the same thing. So if you give both or two of us or four people same book to read, they will see things that other people haven't seen. Now, somebody can come and say, well, this is what you should do, all right, and then you deny, okay? So be humble. We've said this. You need every valuable information you can get. It could be different between life and death. Just one information can change everything, all right? The power is in information. It can change everything. Like somebody said, and some of this information, some of these things, God in heaven. I think it was John Bever or somebody, he said, he, or Mike Mudok, he talked to God about something, and God said, but I told you. He said, but you never spoke to me. He said, go and ask your father. And he asked his father, exactly. He said, I put that information in your father. Your father was willing to give you the information. I have no business telling you again. If something is there and it's coming practical insight, as far as God is concerned, he's giving. If it's in your bookshelf, all right, and you're looking at that book, and every time it registers, why don't you read this book? I don't see the necessity, all right, to do that. Just one information there can change, all right, your approach to things and, and change, all right, everything uh, that you are doing, okay? But when the information comes in, you interpret it in your unique way. And everybody who does powerful things will tell you, once I am pushed out of my zone by people, then I start failing until I come back into my zone. That everybody is dressed like Saul and everybody is wearing, all right, an armor. And everybody has been fighting that way. And you come in and sit this way, all right? And I told myself when I started doing ministry, I, one day I, 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 was, I was struggling with something. So I talked to my I said, oh, no, that campus fellowship you did is campus fellowship. No, 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 no. I said, what's going on? So the day I finally started getting some major, uh, all right, breakthroughs some things, I just thought about it. And I think I read that thing about Saul. And I said to myself, there were things I did when I was on campus that were successful. All right? And then God showed me, he said, look, you can plant things here, all right, in farming, seedlings, you plant it, and then you transplant the thing, all right, in a good condition. When they are solid, you put them and expose them. He said, so there are things I planted in you while you were on campus. Now go back and take some of those things and replant them out there in ministry. And one of them was what we call platform today. I was doing it when I was on campus in a very small way. So he said, take that and then plant it outside. And when I planted, boom, the whole thing. And that was exactly what I was being told, all right, by people, despise, despise, despise. It's campus. It means nothing, all right? But God takes information, interprets it according to the vision that is inside you. You hear things according to that vision. So even though I'm preaching here, people are interpreting what I am saying differently based on what you are reaching out for. That's how it is being communicated, all right, to you. And then the way you see it is the way and manner in which you should execute it. 
are not, all right, any other way that people are telling you. So I have nothing wrong in people. You say, well, we got consultants, no problem. Let the consultants consult. But at the end of your consultancy is, as I see what you are consulting, I will do, not what you recommended that I should do. Start talking. Give me the papers. I will read it. But the conclusion is based on what I see. I'll read it. Without it, I won't be able to see things. But the conclusion will be based on us. You see it, or else you can fail. You know, I talked about during the seminar about Barack Obama, President Obama, and one thing he said, right, when they won Iowa and all of that, and they lost the next one, and they just asked him behind the scenes, because I, I, had, I had this um, 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 video of, of somebody who, who just recorded everything he did from his election as a senator, and they know he'll become president, but eventually became president. So he had, the person has clips of it, all, all kinds of things. And they asked him, he just turned around. He was on an, that was walking somewhere. He said, look, he said, when we play our game, we always win. When we play our game, I knew what he was saying. He said, we got out of our game. We got out of our game. He said, we got out of our game. He said, but I'm happy. He said, because my staff began to suffer from what was called hubris. He said, now that we lost this, they will know that we have to be disciplined about our approach. He said, that is what we learned. Now, somebody else can come out and say, you know, they lost something and be blaming other people, but he said, we were suffering from hubris. We got overconfident. This thing has taught us a lesson and taught us early to be focused, to understand that we have to go through the same basic things that we are doing and to make sure we do it the way we see it in our hearts. Right, the authentic way that has brought us this far and not compromise it right, with anything on the outside. God bless you all. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. To listen to the full message or any other message, please visit our website at www.insightsforliving.org. For any inquiries, please call 0818 600 0082. God bless you.